0: Love Talk Radio.
1: Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and cool, step right up. Behind Thank this curtain and
2: line the gas-breaking concoction of delight. Way to the price. Welcome, to the Welcome back to the greatest show on earth. It is once again time for talking terror. I'm your old pal the King Horror, and welcoming you back to a brand new episode. Normally this week we would be presenting you. But the demonic Dr. Dave's head, of showing he is unavailable to join us this week, so I stepped in with a pick for the monkey and for the ghoul, and that's 1998 Strange Land, directed by John Peeplow and starring the rock god himself, the motherfucking Snyder. So I'm really excited to be talking about that later on in the show. But first, I'm joined by the bold, the beautiful, the sickly ghoul geek Keith. What
1: up, everybody? Yeah, you know, Just another day in paradise over here.
2: Always, always. Sorry to hear that you're under the weather, but I'm glad that you're here to talk about strange land and all the other shit that we have to talk about tonight.
1: Yeah, so please excuse me if I'm nasal or if I sound a little more obnoxious than normal. That's uh, that's probably just me, but it could also be the sickness. So I'm down with the sickness. We're, we're going to yeah. see how it goes.
2: Down with the sickness is always disturbed. Thank you very much for your efforts. But we're also joined by the mad monkey. You fresh out the cage, throwing around that delectable stuff that's called warm tapioca. Yeah,
1: hey, there, Price.
0: <laughs> hey there, Fright fans. This is Talking Terror, the monkey in a straitjacket, broadcasting to you live from the Drunken Monkey Rehabilitation Clinic, here for another frightful episode of Talking Terror, along with my lovely co-host, the king of horror, and the sickly <laughs> ghoul of Geek. How you doing, ladies?
2: Just Hello, fine, Just fine. You naughty monkey, you cheeky monkey, you. Welcome back. To the show.
1: Uh, oh, excuse me.
2: But, you know, as I said, we're not joined by the demonic doctor. Hopefully he'll be joining us next week. Um, the monkey, this is your last show before you take a brief vacation. Uh, so we're hoping that this is one that you got some stuff to bring to the table as far as horror news goes couple things you want to discuss because we're going to miss you, buddy. We're not going to have you back until September.
1: <laughs> You're going to take a vacation in your briefs?
0: <laughs> I know. I'm taking a vacation from my briefs. I'm going to be I, – I got uh, leave from Nurse Johnson. I'm actually going to be able to leave the cage for a little while. I'm going to be able to leave the depends behind, uh, be able to get out of the no. tray jacket for a little bit. I, I think Nurse Johnson has a, a leash set up of some kind where she'll have me around, you know, kind of like a cute little choker kind of thing going on, so we'll see. But I did establish a safety war with Nurse
1: Johnson, so we'll see how this goes. Just remember now, in your <laughs> accelerated age, you know, when you're sitting on that bowl, because I know you're used to the diaper, but when you're sitting <laughs> on the bowl, your balls might hit the water these days, just, just letting you know.
0: Hi. Uh, that that's what I was told, you know, is, you know, I also got to be careful because my short little legs. I got to be careful not to step on my balls, too. You know, I'm going to be walking around like Bubba Hotep, you know. <laughs> <Well, laughs> like yeah, hey, I'm going to be shirt cocking it the shit. whole time. Shirt cock. <laughs> yeah. no, I mean, you straight know, straight up, well, straight more, uh,
2: I've actually sat on them before. And that's painful. I'm sorry. I mean, I know I'm only 34, but I've sat on my balls before. That's not fun. That's just the whole nightmare of pain that you don't want to have. Yeah. It's,
1: it's know, just I, not, th- I think that's the kind of thing that, that has occurred to just about every guy that's got a, you know, well, I mean, I can't say for every guy because obviously there's sacks of all different shapes and sizes and elasticity and whatnot. But um, lot somebody lot, that's a lot. got a – <laughs> got, a, got a dangling there, You know I think it's uh, It is easy enough For that to happen You know I used to bug my cousin out By stretching my sack out You know Like a fucking set Of bat wings man I have pull those fuckers Real far It <laughs> all depends On the, the size of your coin First
0: Ghoul's been known To choke bitches With his <laughs> sack um, <laughs> Stretch it
1: over, over a face That's for sure <laughs>
0: Just sir. <laughs> D-, D. Snyder could probably show you a couple of tricks on how to stretch that a little bit better.
1: Make you look like something out of Silent it. Hill. A <laughs> you know, Pyramid Head?
2: All of a sudden you're stretching it out and Jesus. How much extra skin do you have down there?
1: That was your man. He, fucking. Does, or-
0: uh-huh. he, does, or- he does origami with his nuts back. He <laughs> <laughs> he's making the crane. he's making the
2: dragon,
1: you know. He's got plenty to go around. I don't, you know, I'm practicing. I'm practicing, you know. It's, it's it's about being able to do it without hands. That's that's the big trick, you know. I haven't gotten to that level yet. If you could just shit will man. it to happen, that'd be great.
0: Why
2: can't yeah, we do that? I'd love that, to
0: do that. Put, put that shit on stage. Next up, the ghoul in his origami testicles. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, you know, going away from a uh, testicle art. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to talk about... Uh, San Diego Comic-Con, which is, I think, still going on. I don't know if it's wrapped up by now, but it's been a big uh, couple days of trailers and reveals and things that are happening. There's a Buffy the Vampire reboot coming, uh, I heard. Uh, There was more Halloween uh, things released as far as footage uh, from the new movie, a couple trailers. Uh, One of them I want to talk about is Godzilla, War of the Monsters, uh, which is a trailer that I checked out, that dropped in San Diego Comic-Con. I wanted to get your guys' impressions on it, because I'm actually looking forward to this release. I think it's going to be a really good
0: time to the theater. Ooh, you're, just, you're just as much of a kaiju fan as
1: I am. Why don't you go ahead? I, I was going to say the same to you, man. You know, I uh, yeah. I had heard about this movie and really was not sure what to think. You know, I had thought that the next movie on the horizon was supposed to be Kong versus Godzilla. Um, and then I heard about this one. Now, as somebody that's a fan of Destroy All Monsters, um,
0: mm-hmm. you know, anytime Absolutely. they have a, a
1: battle royal of this, this magnitude, it is always something exciting. And you know what? The trailer did not disappoint. It it got my juices flowing, that's for sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, and I same thing for me. It, you know, I was excited because, again, they're bringing back, like, the, the mainstays that, you know, it's looking like they're bringing back – Uh, King Ghidorah, they're bringing back Mothra, they're bringing back Rodan Um, there's also talks about there's possibly going to be a couple other monsters in there too, it's just not going to be what you saw in the trailer the thing is, I'm really excited about this, I literally just watched the trailer now with my son like we watched it three times, excuse me Along along with another trailer explaining all the easter eggs that were in the trailer And again, I'm excited, but at the same time, we're talking about another American Godzilla movie. So, me personally, it's like I'm going in here hesitant and weary because we know what Toho can give us. And it's just, in my opinion, it seems like America has never really been able to give us a solid Godzilla movie. Like, they've come close, but, like, they just haven't nailed it. In my opinion, and that's why it's like I I want to believe in this movie. I want to get excited about it, but I'm gonna stay hesitant. Yeah,
1: I yeah to I say. Say. go ahead, King. Sorry.
2: No, I mean I just the the wrap to follow that up. Yeah, I mean I I'm I'm not as hesitant as the monkey because I'm I'm not a huge Toho Godzilla fan. I've seen the movies. I appreciate them for what they are. I'm a huge Mopper fan. So in the trailer, when they just showed the wings unfurling, I didn't need to see any more because I want to get teased. I don't want to see the whole product. I just kind of want to see a little taste, and I'm good. And they did it, and they delivered. I'm looking forward to seeing what else they can do uh, with, you know, the, the technology that they have, which is much more advanced. I'm looking forward to seeing King Ghidorah and Rodan. I can't entirely say that I didn't like the recent Godzilla movie that came out a couple of years ago. It wasn't perfect by any means, and there was a lot of, of bad things I didn't like about it, but – I rewatched it recently, and it wasn't as bad as I remember it being. I actually enjoyed it. I still wish it had a little bit more Godzilla, a little less Mudos. But it's entertaining. I, I had a good time with it. So with that said, Google, what are you going to say?
1: No, I was going to say, you know, the whole thing is, is, I mean, for one, the trailer was very well done. You know, place of oh, the music, the way yeah. it was all timed. I mean, it was beautiful. It really, really was just just an amazing Trailer. I could only have imagined what that would have looked like on a on a larger screen too. You know, I ended up watching it right. on my phone. One of these days, I got to pop it up on my TV in the living room just to at least get it in somewhat of a bigger format. Um, in regards to the release from a couple of years ago, I mean, we've spoken about it, you know, a number of times here. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, the biggest problem, like at least in my opinion, with that film was just. Kind of like you said, it was the lack of Godzilla, um, you know, going into the movie. You know, we have had 50-plus years of Godzilla by this point, you know? There's yeah, no reason yeah. to play the uh, the Heidi game. Like, oh, we're not going to show him to you. Oh, we're not going to show him to you. Oh, surprise, it's a fucking dinosaur. Like, No, just give us Godzilla. I don't need him to be a good guy. I just need him to be fucking fucking shit up and, you know, from looking at the original trailers to that movie, it really looked like it was going to be about a specialized military unit going up against this gigantic fucking force of nature. And that was exactly the movie I went in there expecting to see, and that was not the movie that got delivered. Um, I, too, have revisited it since, and yeah, it, it was not quite as disappointing as I remembered it, too. I do think they got the formula right with Skull Island, though. And that kind of excites yes, me, being yeah. that I know that, you know, we're, we're talking about companies that are working together here, um, you know, so, so I'd like to see what they're going to present with this. Um, the one thing I think I caught in the trailer, but I'm not sure, I obviously have no way to to, to know for a fact, um, I could have sworn I saw a turtle head, which makes me think Gamera is going to be in this. Um, hey, Gamera.
0: Yeah, I'm not, I'm not so much sure if it's Gamera or if it's, if that's maybe supposed to be Mothra and larva state. Mm.
1: Okay, okay.
0: You know, th- th- that's what I was thinking. Maybe it was. You know, but again, they were saying that they're going to have more monsters in there. But like you just said, them saying you know playing the whole Heidi game, you know, and shit like that. They came back now with this new trailer and made a statement that um, yeah, they're bringing more monsters because. You know, th- their excuse was they wanted to ease the audience into kaiju movie. you know, and ease the audience into Godzilla. And it was, and me, personally, I was like, what the fuck, man? Like the ghoul just said, "Was it's a fucking Godzilla movie. There's no reason to ease or hide in anything. Especially when we just had Pacific Rim right around the same time and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We we had Cloverfield that was around the same time, and it's like, you know, giant monsters. You don't need to play the Heidi game and you know, don't give us, like, I, the Toho movies, is like, has a nice balance of it's about 50% people and 50% kaiju, you know, as, as far right. as tr- screen time. And it just seems like with the American movies, they just, for some reason, are just so shy about putting those monsters up on the big screen and letting us just have fun watching them r- romp it out.
2: Mm-hmm. Oops, yeah. Excuse me, sorry. A good point. Um,. You know, and, uh, you know, Easter eggs for the trailer. I didn't really look up too many Easter eggs, but I did see one over on Bloody Disgusting. It said that the Pazuzu statue from Exorcist is somewhere yeah. in the Godzilla King Monster's trailer. <laughs> I, that I did not spot it. <laughs> I did not spot it, but apparently it's there. Um, but I'm also wondering, since um, Godzilla vs. King Kong is coming out in 2020, are they going to tease that in King of Monsters? Is there going to be an appearance or at least a mention of King Kong in this upcoming film? Mm-hmm. Well,
0: well, the one thing I can tell you is um, in the trailer that was going on, you have all the stuff with this military installation and whatnot, and the military installation are, is the same group of military people that were involved with the Kong movie. So now we're starting okay. to get some ty- tie-overs going on there. Like, I don't know okay. if they're going to mention Kong or something like that, but um, <clears throat> the, the, the group that Chris Eccleston joined in Kong, uh, I think it was called Monarch, is the same group that is going to be in this movie as well. Okay. Huh. So
1: there's that tie.
0: So it's kind of like... That will be interesting. They're kind of
1: like the... Sh- they're going to be like the S.H.I.E.L.D. I would think, you know, if they're taking any kind of setup for it, you know, let, let's look at it as if Monarch is S.H.I.E.L.D., which means we just need a Nick Fury in there somewhere.
0: Yeah, which, yeah. Is where I'm, uh, which is making me wonder, again, we saw the trailer, and I'm wondering if uh, what's his name from Game of Thrones is maybe supposed to be like the Nick Fury kind of character. Cool. Okay. Well, uh,
1: so Millie Bottom Brown be, in there, too.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, from Stranger Things, uh, which is really cool. And uh, Veer Farmiga and Ken Wanatabi, who I think was in uh, Godzilla from 2014, so he's returning. So, um, you know, the trailer wasn't up for me. Um, it's one of those things where I'm sure there's going to be another one, you know, that they're going to release another trailer before long, of uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. But for premiere trailer, I thought it hit all the right notes. I think it was a great way to kind of introduce these characters that you might not know, like we had said kind of dipping your toe into the kaiju field. Everybody knows Godzilla, but everybody might not know about Rodan, King Ghidorah, and Mopra, and you know, Gamera, and all these other ones. So it'll be interesting to see people that aren't used to these characters getting introduced to them
0: and seeing how they react. And I think that's going to be the most interesting thing. Mm -hmm. It'll be really interesting to see how American audiences are, you know, how accepting they're going to be of a larger kaiju cast. Um, you know, just because again, American audiences you know, for some reason, whenever there's an American Godzilla movie, they gotta have a whole bunch of people and not a lot of monster, and again I don't know why they're being so hesitant about it because look how huge the the Jurassic Park series has got you know, movies fucking full of you know, big ass dinosaurs and stuff like that again, I just don't know why they're so hesitant about, you know bringing the big G on there
1: When you're talking dinosaurs in the Jurassic Park film series, you're not talking about creatures that are leveling cities. You're not talking about something that is on the scale, size-wise, of what these monsters need to be. And, you know, I think the biggest thing is just that, you know, obviously when you watch the Toho productions and... You know, mostly guys in suits and models and all of that stuff, which, you know, you come to appreciate over time. When we're looking at these from the American perspective and from the American filmmaking perspective, you know, it's about trying to find that proper balance where, you know, what's big enough to destroy the city, but at the same time, not so big that it looks like it's just feasibly impossible, because where the fuck does something that big hide on this planet, Um you know, and I think like you know, if you even watch like uh, I know I watched Rampage, you know, a week or two ago. And you know, obviously being based on a video game in which creatures are, are busy bashing buildings and you know, pulling people out of them and eating them and stuff like that. And you know, they I think they had the same problem in which it was like, Well, how big do we make these things to where it makes sense that we'd be able to fight them, what makes it effective you know, overhaul. The movie was entertaining, but it wasn't anything fantastic either. So, but I have a question. When you said the guy from Game of Thrones, you don't mean Charles yes. Dance, do you?
0: I I'm talking about the guy <laughs> that uh, play, played um, the the head of the Lannister family, the, the Brother
1: Noomsi, it's brother Noomsa. <laughs> oh, is that you? Oh, my dear cousin Noomsi. <laughs> Like Game of Thrones, guys. I'm thinking of everybody but that guy. I think of him as like just every villain from freaking uh, so many weird action movies of the '80s and '90s. The last Child. action hero, you know, <laughs> Golden Child. Oh, that's <laughs> right. He was the last action hero guy with the
2: with
0: the fake eye.
2: yeah can mm-hmm. out that. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. That, no, and, I, yeah, I, yeah. And Ghoul You bring up a good point though. Is like the whole thing of, or you know, where do the monsters come from? Uh, how how have they been able to avoid us seeing them, and it also looks like that this movie, according to the trailer, is actually ha- actually has an answer for that, you know, other than an island that no one has been able to find for some fucking reason, you know, like in the Toho film, you know,
1: it, it looks giant like it actually monsters. Does, <laughs>
0: yeah, it's fucking awesome, but still, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, it looks like they actually do have an answer for that in this upcoming movie, so it's cool that they, again, felt like you did, and actually came up with a cu- kind of decent answer, in my opinion.
1: Uh-oh. I mean, I, I had what? Godzilla was busy sleeping at the bottom of the ocean, like he does, and the yeah, other creatures yeah. were yeah. like, nestled deep in like the bottom of a volcano in, in Japan in the first uh, American Godzilla movie, but, like, you know, like, I could give Martha a break, because she's got a hatch, you know, so you got an egg sitting somewhere. You know, even if it's a really big fucking egg, an egg can hide somewhere. You know, but you know, where does a, a, a three-headed fucking dragon chill out on his on his days <laughs> off when he's not busy destroying a city?
0: Well,
1: again, go back and rewatch I mean. the. Uh, go back and rewatch the trailers, and it shows you. Okay. Did we make yeah. them? Did they come from space? Didn't they come from space in fucking <laughs> the Toho movies eventually? Uh, like, wasn't and, that
0: the and answer, of, like, aliens brought him? It, in one of them, no, in one of the movies, it was, um, the terror of Mecha I think, was that they had King Ghidorah was on another planet. He was terrorizing that planet. So aliens came and, tr- with Earth's permission, transported Godzilla to their planet so that Godzilla could fight King Ghidorah on, on their planet. No,
1: that's fine. <gasps> so, like, on their planet, yeah. King King Ghidorah was like Godzilla fucking yep. shit up, and then they were like, hey, beep, beep, zap, zap, we've got space-age technology that we can get over to your planet, but we can't get rid of a three-headed dragon, so can we take your gigantic monster and bring him over there to take care of it?
0: Yep, and they yep. come down and, like, put, put him in this cheesy, you know, re- retro-looking tractor beam thing, and there you have a, a U- <laughs> UFO... Flying through space with Godzilla trailing behind in a, a little oval of, you know, gravitational field stuff. You know,
1: <laughs> I will bet you, I will bet you a million dollars, man. However bad that might look, or however cheesy it may seem, it's got to be worlds better than what they came up with Optimus Prime's travel fucking abilities in the last night. Okay, hey, let me fucking launch myself into space and freeze, and just randomly happen to run into my planet.
0: So that happens.
2: <laughs> Uh Monkey, uh, what else did you get to see from San Diego Comic Con? I know that the ghoul and I watched a couple mm-hmm. things from it,
0: but I wanted to mm-hmm. find out what else you watched so we could uh, have a discussion. Well, one thing I saw that uh, I'm not sure how I want to take it though is I sold the trailer for um, the new DC series Titan. And yes. Fuck Batman. Okay. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. Only oh, good line in the entire trailer.
2: Okay, <laughs> like
0: that. No, and it's. Um I again I watched it with my son and you know as soon as, as, soon as Robin goes fuck Batman he goes yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah but but I really enjoyed the Teen Titans I that's a series that along with the New Mutants back in the day I I really enjoyed it when George Perez was doing all the artwork for um during the whole time with Terror and Deathstroke and you know, so it's a series that back in the day I enjoyed, and I tried to get back into it when they did the relaunch around 2005, something like that. Um, but again, I'm—it's really interesting to see that the the tone that they're taking with this thing, man. They are definitely not going um, WB here. <laughs> I, I don't know where it's going to be broadcast, but right. it's definitely not going. to... It's definitely not going to be with the other DC television shows. Well, that's that's easy. the big <laughs> kick here.
1: DC is launching their own streaming site. So what's going to happen is it's just like we have Netflix and Prime and all of that stuff. There's going to be a DC universe, and that is oh. where the show is coming. So it's going to have the ability to be mature content based on that. Um, being that it's the fucking Teen Titans. I don't know. I would think that that should probably, I don't want to say, be kidified, but I don't know if it should really be playing to a mature audience either. They're teenagers, yeah. and you would hope that you're going to get teenagers to watch said show, but I guess teenagers aren't going to be paying the bills, so what do they care? I don't know. <laughs> I thought it looked entertaining, and, you know, it's just going to be another fucking monthly payment that I'm going to end up shelling out for.
0: <laughs> you, no, yeah, I, You know, and I'll go-
2: Go ahead, King. Sorry. I was going to say, the one thing that I noticed, I mean, I enjoyed the Titans trailer. I don't know a lot about Teen Titans. I've seen the comic books, and I know they have a cartoon series that I've seen a couple times. Um, But the one thing I noticed is that a lot of fans are up in arms over the looks of the characters, and I just don't have a problem with it. Everybody's like, well, you know, Raven doesn't look like how she's supposed to look, and uh, Starfire doesn't look like she's supposed to look, and this is bullshit, and I don't like it, but... It's their own interpretation. They're allowed to do whatever they want. I just, I wasn't that upset over how the characters look. I look, like, that's fine. I'll accept it. I don't mind. I mean, it's not going to stop me from watching it. You know, I thought that they all looked appropriate, you know, as teenagers go in the real world
0: setting. Mm-hmm. Well, this is a, this is a, a an old, like an age-old bitch that from fanboys all the time is, you know, that they don't yep. look right. You know, it you know, um, we all remember when the first X-Men movie came out, everyone bitched about how, you know, no one looked like the Columbo character versions as far as the costumes and stuff like that, you know, everyone bitched about yeah. that, everyone, you know, <clears throat> when the Marvel yeah. movie started coming out, people started bitching about how the the costumes were changing, everyone went ape shit because Spider-Man looked like he had his costume made out of Kevlar and Stuff like that. It's like the fam- well, no, I think
1: everybody freaked out more about the fact that the eyes moved because that just didn't seem to make any fucking sense. But, no. you know, as no, far no, as no, the, no. uh, I'm sorry, just to interject for a little bit. As far as like the no, X-Men cool. went, you know, I think I think as much as there might have been a little bit of hatred towards it, I think they at least gave a bit of an explanation of like it just didn't make sense that they'd be rolling around in dayglow-looking fucking costumes, <laughs> like Wolverine's yellow and blue, and Cyclops rolling yeah. around in you know a, a navy blue with red stripes, no, no, no. or fucking you know with his weird yellow fucking gold visor and shit like that. My biggest hate that came from fucking that first X-Men movie is one, Sabretooth, you know, as much as I love Tyler Mayne, really nice guy, I just don't like the portrayal yeah. of that character and I hated the fucking the choices for Cyclops and Gene. You know, just totally wrong. Yeah. Tom K. Jensen, too old. James Marsden, too young. It's just, there was no chemistry between them whatsoever, and that relationship needed to be the linchpin there. That had to be important, and yeah. they fucked that up. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, totally. I mean, they
2: tried but in yeah, part and three, they, and this was terrible.
1: <laughs> oh, they yeah, killed them in, in,
2: in part in three.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like part you two. said, they, they, they even called it in the first movie with the... You know, when Wolverine's putting on the uniform for the first time and he, you know, looks all uncomfortable in Cyclops, straight up says, what would you rather have, yellow spandex? <laughs> <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Go get it. <laughs> you
2: know, it was, I never liked that line. Could have done without it. No, I like the look. I like your uniforms. I thought it was modern, you know.
1: And I saw people that put up like comparisons of like cosplayers and stuff like that who have made really impressive costumes and they look really great photographs, you know, and that's the thing like those costumes may look wonderful. But the fact is, is when we're doing a television show or you're doing a movie or something like that, they have to also be useful. You need to be able to move in them properly. You need to be able to do the action. And it needs to make sense. You know, why are you going to have this big fucking flowing type of looking outfit just because it looks exactly like it does with a comic? But the difference is the comic book doesn't go by the law of physics, which reality does. So in some ways, I would prefer for them to go with a more realistic look and give us a bit of a better explanation, than to try to make it so, so real.
2: Yeah. Well, and and, speaking of terrible costumes, I mean not to cut you off, Monkey, but yeah, you know going cool. from Teen Titans. But talking about terrible costumes, the DC film Shazam is moving forward, and they released a trailer. I I uh, I saw it, and I know what the Ghoul did too. I'm not sure if he did Monkey, but. Speaking of terrible costumes, there were just so many things out of place with that Shazam trailer. Uh, I wanted to get uh, the ghoul's perspective. Of the monkey, if you saw it, I wanted to get your perspective as well. Uh, just talking about Shazam and if it's going to be worthwhile to go see it. Hello?
0: Ghoul? Whoa. Ghoul?
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. I've got the ghoul girl busy distracting me at the moment. Uh, well, what did oh, you say, she, man? My
0: bad. <laughs> is she over there bouncing around again? <laughs> oh yeah, you can say
1: that. She's definitely bouncing. No, well, we were talking about the. Like, uh, I was bringing it's up like the Mad know, Show, costumes. you know, girls on trampolines. Yep, yeah,
2: Um I was talking about the Shazam, the Zachary Levi uh, DC film that's coming out soon. They released a trailer at San Diego Comic Con. I couldn't have been mm-hmm. any less impressed by that trailer and the costume. I just thought looked so comically 90s that I couldn't believe that they actually went that direction unless they're actually going to set it in that era, which I don't think they
1: are. And even if they did, there's no reason for that thing to look like the flash from the television series in the nineties. I think this is DC's, desperate bid to say, hey, we can have fun too. Look, our guys aren't all serious and brooding all the time. We can be happy like Marvel. Look at this. Man, (laughs) Fucking, they could not have just did this any worse. It looks horrible. And I, I, I hope I'm wrong. I really do. I hope I am absolutely wrong. But it feels like Zachary... Levy or Levy, whatever his name is, just does not look a yeah. bit at all. I don't like the portrayal of Big. I mean, that's what I feel like I'm watching. I feel like I'm watching Big with superpowers. And you know what? I would prefer if this guy's going to exist in the same world as our fucking Superman, Batman, Flash, Wonder Woman, Cyborg, and all that shit, then he needs to fit in with that world. You know, because otherwise, what are yeah. you doing? Are you making separate fucking worlds now where this guy doesn't exist in that same universe? But we saw newspaper clippings with those people in it. So we know he does.
0: Infinity you got to keep yeah. your tone
1: even, man.
2: <laughs> and, th- and the thing that is, that the, the Shazam costume, when they showed Zachary Levi as Shazam, it looked like, to me, like, you know those costumes that they sell at com- uh, the costume stores for Superman and Batman? They give you the padded muscles, so it looks uh-huh. like you're all muscular and shit like that. <laughs> that's exactly what it looked like. It looked like a skinny guy put on a costume and gives you <laughs> extra muscles. Yeah, well,
1: well I was like, he doesn't look like the fucking guy.
2: No, like, not at all, and I just have final choices for the costume. Like, you couldn't, you couldn't make it look any less like a Halloween costume, but somebody decided to be Shazam for Halloween, and that's what they're going to do, so
0: I don't know. Uh, Mikey,
2: did you see the Shazam trailer?
0: Sorry, okay. yes, I did see... No, hello, I did see the trailer, and unfortunately, unfortunately for me, it's just, whether we take it funny, whether we take it serious, you know, what, how, however it's supposed to be, it's just, for me, Shazam and Superman are two characters that they have never been able to nail as far as an actor who actually looks like the comic book. It's just... and. Because Superman and Shazam are pretty much you know, they look pretty much exactly alike. And, you know, just big square jaw, much you know, picturesque superhero, you know, what a superhero is supposed to look like is Superman and Shazam. And it's just and we've got this rounded faced guy that looks like you know, he's supposed to be in a comedy, he's not definitely not supposed to be playing the role of Shazam. <clears throat> and again, it's, it's like the goal said, is you know, are they just trying to be funny and campy now instead of taking the role of Shazam serious, where you know it's supposed to be kind of like a Peter Parker kind of story where you have this kid, but then he goes around on weird-ass adventures for some reason and can become one of the baddest superheroes ever. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, and physically, you know, I you know I never was a. Shazam reader or Captain Marvel reader or whatever his comic book was called. Um, You know, I only know little bits and pieces of it, but, you know, I mean, the guy physically is on par or bigger at times than Superman as far as his physical appearance. Now, look, I get it. You know, they don't want to take bodybuilders and try to make them into actors. They would try to prefer to get somebody that can you know, portray and, and act in these films. But I don't know. It's like I, I don't know where the happy medium is there. You know, you can't obviously right. expect somebody that you cast to get that large because people just naturally aren't that large. You know, and the alternative is what? You're going to cast something like those guys, that uh, those twins that were in, like, the Barbarian movie and stuff like that <laughs> where, you know, they're just this big, huge, <laughs> muscular, bumbling fools which can't act out the fucking their asses out of paper bag, you know? I mean, or, or do we start doing the thing where we're gonna stick a fake head on those bodies and, you know, have somebody acting, but those bodies are doing all the work? <laughs> I, I don't know, man. It, it's a weird one.
0: No, it's just, c- because in my opinion, when they went and re- you know, did the new Batman and, and st- instead of Ben athletic like for Batman or Shazam, in my opinion, they should have gone with the actor from Mad Men. It's like, in my opinion, he, he had it down as far as face, uh, you know, the, the way he acts. He could, easily could have pulled off Batman or Superman, in my opinion. Mhm.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely yeah. think he could have done something. Yeah. Uh, I think in this day and age, so, CGI um, and all that shit, you know, they're gonna. They'll make them look however they're going to make them look. I'm more worried about the tone of the film. And again, I know they want to try to get this, this lighter tone going now that, you know, they're trying to play catch up yet again with Marvel. And I I would have rather seen them, you know what, continue with this dark DC universe that you're building. But if you're going to do it, go full dark, you know, like give us fucking, give us murder, give us death, give us what we're not seeing in the Marvel films.
2: Of course, you know, and, and if they want to compete with Marvel and they do want to kind of make a fun movie, I get that. You know, I get that they want to make it lighter in tone. They don't want to always go dark, so that's why they're going to break out Shazam. But just do it right. And to me, the trailer didn't work. It just, everything seemed forced. The jokes, the humor, you know, the light attitude that the movie's going to be taking on, none of it seemed to kind of work, whereas Marvel... They have a plan. They know what they're doing. They know how to work tone, so they know how to be the way that they are. DC is struggling with that. You know, they want to compete with Marvel. They release Shazam, but unfortunately, that trailer just didn't work. There was nothing about it. I'm like, oh, see, that's good. You know, there's a couple of good jokes in there. There's a couple of good light moments in there. I didn't like. I just, I didn't understand it. I was like, why am I watching this? Like, I'm never gonna watch Shazam. I have no interest. But I was hoping for something. Walked away just up nothing. No, well,
1: I know Marvel kept it quiet this year at, at Comic-Con, so, you know, they've got, uh, you know, the next Invi- Infinity movie, you know, the next Avengers film coming up, and they're going to keep everything fucking under wraps until then, but we got ca- Captain Marvel next.
2: Yeah, that's right, Captain Marvel is next, sitting in the 90s, I'm looking forward to it, but, uh, you know, and I apologize, folks, that we're not really talking about too much horror news, because there wasn't that much... Uh, horror-related news to talk about. I mean, there were a couple of bits to talk about, but I kind of wanted to keep it geeky to talk about uh, comic book stuff. So the one thing I wanted to talk about before we get into the movie Strangeland tonight uh, is something that I think a lot of people are tuned into right now, and that's James Gunn. As you know, he's the director of Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2. He's been involved with Infinity War. Uh, he's known for horror back in his career working in Troma.
1: They're getting
0: a little choppy there, Mom. King. Well, he fired him. King, you're breaking up. King. Am I good now? Have you been borrowed from the doctor's cell phone? (laughs) Can you hear me now? (laughs) Am I
2: good?
0: (laughs) Am I okay now?
2: (laughs) Yeah, you're better now. Am I now? (laughs)
0: <laughs>
2: okay Well okay. Disney separated uh, Because of Twitter To me 10 years prior So I don't think it's the right But I think it's 10 years ago He's a bigger person now He's much more mature He's learned from his mistakes In the past But the outcry For him to be rehired Is amazing to see So what I wanted to get Is your perspective On Disney firing him Was it uh, Just one of these things Where we live in an environment now Where If somebody says That guy said something Years ago That's really off collar? fire him, and they just do it without really kind of thinking about it. Well,
1: I mean, you know my opinion on this kind of shit, man. I mean, we're, you know, well, one of the things that we have in this country is the right to free speech. And, you know, we can say whatever the fuck we want, whatever our opinion is, wherever. Um, Unfortunately, we do also now live in a society where people's feelings get hurt really easy. And they yep. get upset, and it has repercussions, you know? I don't know what – I, I feel like whatever's going on here, it has to have more to do with than just whatever his comments were. I mean, really now.
0: Are you telling
1: me that with the kind of money that the Guardians of the Galaxy films are making, is Disney worried that, you know, if they keep James Gunn on, that people aren't going to show up in theaters? Well, we know that's bullshit because we're going to fucking be there. We don't care what the fuck he said. Are they afraid sponsors are going to pull out? I'm sorry, the movie makes almost a billion fucking dollars. The sponsors are going to be there. You lose some, believe me, others are going to come and take their fucking spots and pay to get involved with the film. Um, I wonder if a lot of it has to do with with financials as far as maybe what gun was maybe going to be owed soon or what he could possibly be demanding soon just based on the success of those movies and the success of the characters surrounding the movies he has made and the input he's had with it. um, I don't know. It's it's a conundrum, man. I I just feel like, listen, you should be able to fucking say what you want. And you know what? People don't like it. Well, guess what? You're free to not fucking like it. And that's your freedom, man. Good for you. (laughs) But fuck you otherwise. (laughs)
0: What are are your thoughts? No, I'm I'm in the same boat as the ghoul here, where I think there's more to it than just something he said 10 years ago. You know, I don't know exactly. Do you guys know what it was he said that supposedly spurred all of this?
2: Oh, yeah. No, Uh, on Twitter 10 years ago, he made uh, pedophilia and rape jokes that were just kind of not very funny, but he made them regardless on Twitter. And, again, 10 years ago, you know, he was a different person, so he's making these jokes. They're not really landing, anyway. But you know, the whole thing happened because there was a conservative website that dug this up because he is an anti-Trump supporter. He doesn't like Trump, and he's been vocal about that. So apparently, this conservative website dug up these Twitter uh, tweets from about ten years ago and exposed them on the web. So as you said, our hands are tied. It's pedophilia. It's not good. Rape is not good. So we're letting you go. So I don't know if there's something more to it. But I think they just jumped the gun way too fast. I think it's 10 years ago. Get over yourselves. You know, he's, he's a mean, hit. And even the, the stars two, like David the
1: two tweets right And you know,
2: other people that are a part of the Guardians of the Galaxy movie are saying, this is ridiculous. Bring him back. 10 years ago. like You know, you can't hold a guy, you know, accountable for something he said 10 years ago. He's a different person. Well,
1: this, is, this is Disney being Disney, you know. I mean, the fact of the matter is, like, okay, you look at, at the, the tweets, that he had put out there, and, you know, I mean, basically, he's making light of pedophilia and rape. Um, you know, obviously, very sensitive subjects, uh, something right. that, you know, I obviously would never condone, um, not, you know, not a fan of kid touchers, I think there's a lot of things that need to be done to those people, um, and if somebody's feeling to hurt by that, well, fuck you, uh, and as far as rape goes... Like, look, the fact of the matter is, though, is everybody has their own form of humor. It's not like James Gunn is out there saying, hey, I love pedophiles, man. They're the best. You know, no, he made a joke that that basically went, you know, I like when little boys touch me in my silly place. But, man, look, how many fucking priest jokes are there out there? I just read, I was just looking at a fucking meme that went flying by, and it was one of those where they showed, you know, the boy I like, and it was like this little boy, you know, and his father, and this, and that, and this, and that, you know, his girlfriend. And it was showing all these different images, and I didn't even put two and two together until the end when it said, you know, me. And it's a picture of a priest, you know, and I was like, wow, that's fucked up. Now, it's a joke. You know, if James Gunn isn't going around having little kids touch his dick, and him saying a joke is should be taken just as that, a joke. You know, the other one was the best thing about mm-hmm. being raped is when you're done being raped. And it's like, phew, that feels great, not being raped. <laughs> okay.
0: Right.
1: Again, is, is, do I find it hysterical or funny? No, not really. But you know what? It's still just a comment. It's mm-hmm. still just a bad joke. It's bad taste, you know? There's no reason to fucking fire the guy over it.
0: Yeah, yeah, and again we're talking about something ten years ago. It's like it was a you know a brief thing that he did, and you know again it was a fucking joke. And it's like if it wasn't funny, you get over it, okay? And that's when he just goes, "All right, sorry, it was a bad joke. Done. You know, there's no reason to crucify crucify the guy and kick him out of the MCU.
1: Oh, no, It's Disney. You know what I mean? That that's what you gotta gotta remember here now. You know, we're not just talking about Marvel Studios anymore. We're not talking about, you know, specific companies. We're talking about Disney, you know, Disney, Disney, Disney. All their happy jolly kids like Demi Lovato who just fucking, you know, overdosed. You know, 'cause Disney is obviously making wonderful product. Making wow, if happen. you did again. Well, that's what happened last <laughs> night. You know, she's recovering in the hospital, thankfully, but uh, but yeah, I don't know. So, from that stuff. you stuff. is a step by step process, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: but you can only have a, you know, so much political correctness in this world to where the point where we're all going to sit there and end up in a society just like equilibrium. You know, we're in 1984, where no one's allowed to say anything, no, no one can say shit, Everyone just stay in their own little bubbles, and it's like, fuck that, let's go out and just have some fucking fun. And if you get offended, hey, guess what, don't fucking listen. <laughs> I mean, how many yeah. bad jokes do we tell on our show all the fucking time? But we come out here every week just to entertain, that's it, is what we do, is just to entertain. If you like us, great. Follow us on Facebook. If you don't, just don't tell anybody that you're listening.
1: <laughs> if you don't like us, fight me. I don't know what to tell you, man. But you know what? If it offends you, like you said, Monkey, stop listening. You know, if you don't like his comment, don't look at it. You know, again, it, it's not like the comment was, you know, hey, I support pedophilia and I think, you know, that these people should be living across the street from schools and free to jerk off all they want looking at little children. No, he didn't say anything like that. He made a joke. It was poor taste. You know what, Disney? Move the fuck on, man.
2: Yeah. And I said that when I I was talking about it with you, Ghoul, and and even with the monkeys, that it it was ten years ago, you know, there were off-color jokes, but at the same time, Disney hired him to do the Guardians of the Galaxy movies for the MCU. You know, this guy's a trauma guy. You know, he's gonna have you know a weird sense of humor. But again, he's grown up since then. He's not the same person. You know, this whole persecution thing is just—it's ridiculous. But it's amazing to me to see the amount of support that he's been getting from fans and from celebrities and from people that really think that he should get his job back because of this. But I think Disney is not gonna not gonna stand down. I think they're just gonna keep it up and they're not gonna let let him back. It's unfortunate, but I think that's that's their stance. We fired him because of this and we're not gonna go back on our word. And I think you that's know, gonna be I... a poor decision to make because James Goey did make Guardians of the guy. whether it is I think you're gonna be able to get that with any other director or
1: writer. Again, we'll we'll see. I mean unfortunately as much as everybody might support them everybody might all be coming out of the woodwork to say this or that it's not like any of us are not going to be showing up at the theater to watch fucking you know whatever the next marvel film is anyway you know that's that's how you how you do that you got to hit them where it hurts which would be in the pocket and you know what look we'll forget about this in about a month because they'll drop the trailer for the next avengers film and then we're going to be like james who <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, that guy. Wasn't he on Jim Moore, <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know? Oh, Frozen but, yeah. 2 is coming awesome, man. The king's going to be thrilled.
2: I can't wait for Frozen <laughs> 2. I'm going to be first one in line to get my ticket to go see that cartoon about ice and snow. Mm-hmm. Whatever else it's about. I don't know. <laughs> but it's about building snow, a snowman, hey, motherfucker.
0: Both <laughs> <Cold laughs> balls. you even got a song about it. <laughs>
2: But to segue away from bad jokes about pedophilia and rape to late 90s internet chat rooms,
1: I have a not movie. Not yet, man. You got to slow down, dude. Okay. Yeah. This, I, think know, so. I think so. The, uh, the, the, the one other big trailer, for me anyway, at San Diego Comic-Con obviously, would be the fact that we're getting the first female doctor in Doctor Who.
2: But that's that, been around, though. It's not something new. I mean, that's.
1: I don't known about know, that. But they kinda of gave Yeah, but they kinda of gave us like our first taste of it. You know, some new images, some shots from the series. It's gonna be a weird transition, man. I really hope that they can keep this series dark as as it's been the last couple of years. Um Peter Capaldi might not have been my favorite doctor, but you know, mm-hmm. he still personified the character. Um, and you know what? they get me every fucking time with these finales. I might hate the guy the entire time he's the doctor. And yet when it's time to fucking go, I turn into like a weepy fool. I'm like, Oh my God, I can't believe it. You know, and most of the time it's because they bring back other characters and it was like, Oh man, he fucking remembers this. God damn it. I'm such a girl. (laughs) Um, but that's basically what occurs with this kind of stuff, man. And, uh, and yeah I mean, for some of the images that i've seen and and everything it's going be uh i don't know it's gonna be a weird ride man and uh I give her uh, a lot of credit she's taking on a big role with a lot of history, and uh, i wish her I wish her luck that is for sure Jodie Jody Whitaker is our doctor
0: yeah and, yeah, and real quick, I just wanted to say that yeah, I thought Capaldi was a great doctor, I just thought unfortunately he just got nailed with some. Really shitty writing and some really crappy co-stars. Um, yeah. And he and he just wasn't able to really dial in his doctor. I thought he did a great job. But I'm gonna miss him, you know, because I just never because I thought he just never really had a chance to reach his potential as for playing a role that I know was a childhood dream of his. Just because. <clears throat> You know, seeing him on talk shows talking about growing up and, what, you know, talking about just sitting around being stoned and how cool it would be to be the doctor one day. And, you know, <laughs> I'm going, yeah, that's never going to fucking happen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I
1: I feel I do feel bad for him, too, because I don't know if it was so much about the writing, because it was MoFat, who did a lot of the Matt Smith stuff. Um And, you know, as far as companions go, I mean, he had Clara for a long stretch of time, which Matt Smith also had her. She's one of my favorites, you know. I mean, besides being extremely fucking cute, you know, uh, I I felt like she was a solid companion. Um, I think the other problem that, you know, Capaldi ran into in this specific case was also being in that dreaded position of following up not just one fantastic doctor, but two. It was already, you know, a a quick jolt to go from David Tennant to Matt Smith. And everybody was very, you know, wary about that, but yet Matt Smith just captured you right off the bat with just that, that strange youthfulness that he had, and that energy that he was exuding, and he just whisked you away with it. And it was a harsh, abrupt stop to go to who was just very you know, he's old and he's dour again and it felt more like the doctors that were around in like the sixties and seventies than it did the latest versions of him. Um and that that's that's a hard thing to do. It's a hard thing to do to the audience. Um you know the show gets hugely popular over here and then what do you do? You do what the show is known for, which is switch doctors but you went in a direction that I felt was more decidedly British than American. And I think that created this huge backlash where all of a sudden this show, which gained all this popularity real fast, vanished just as quickly here. You know, like one minute everything around here was fucking Doctor Who, and then all of a sudden it's just gone.
0: Yeah, you're you're right. But again, you know, um, we'll give Jodie Whittaker her chance, and hopefully she'll be able to pull this off.
1: Of course. And if not, they'll just change her anyway. So it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're, going
2: they're going to anyway. I mean, it's the natural transition of Doctor Who. You know, you have that mm-hmm. doctor, then it's going to transition to another one. So I'm willing to give it a chance. I mean, I again, I wasn't a huge Peter Com- um, You know, there was a couple of episodes that I enjoyed him in. There was a couple of episodes I didn't. Um, I didn't like the whole sunglasses bit that they gave. You know, and I was like, alright, I could deal with that but You know, Tom Baker and David Tennant are my two favorite doctors. You know, and I'll always rest my world on that. I do like Matt Smith, but at the same time, David Tennant and Tom Baker are my two favorite doctors. So, but like the goal is it is an interesting thing because there was that big boom for a little while here in the States where everybody was crazy about Doctor Who. There was Hot Topic and Spencers were selling Doctor Who merchandise and Sonic Screwdrivers and posters and hats and... All this stuff. And then when Peter Capaldi took over, the wave kind of died down and you didn't really hear about it as much. The wave of Doctor Who stuff kind of went by the wayside a bit. So it's interesting to think that maybe that was why it died down because you have Peter Capaldi playing Doctor now. But I think with the new Doctor being female, I think we're going to see a pickup again. I think we're going to be really interested to see how they handle it. you know that? Yep. And, you
1: know, lastly... I mean, I don't know. This is obviously it's got nothing to do with anything we've spoken about tonight. Um, it does tie into the 90s at some point. But, you know, I've been given a lot of thinking to the Terminator franchise. And, uh, you know, I, uh, I we, we recently, of course, you know, went and I felt like watching T2. So I bought T2. And then me being the the completionist (laughs) that I am, had to, of course, buy Terminator 1, 3, 4, and 5, or Salvation and Genesis and whatnot, um... You know, I know Salvation was meant to originally be a trilogy, but that got canceled. And then Genesis was, you know, originally set to be a trilogy, and then that got canceled for, you know, whatever purposes, because whatever they were trying to build with that whole thing. But it got me thinking about the series as a whole, you know, because I know Cameron's supposed to get his claws back into it soon. And what it made me realize was this, you know, the fucking premise of that movie really never made any fucking sense to begin with at all.
2: <laughs> no.
1: You know, it's just really it's an implausibility loop. It just doesn't make any sense. Because the only way that they would have known originally that the Terminator was going to be sent back in time to kill Sarah Connor was if it happened. And if it happened, John Connor would have never been born to even know that it happened in the first place to send back the other – to send back Kyle Reese to begin with. So it just really is completely just fucking – it's been bothering my brain all week. And you know what, if, if anybody out there can, can give me some kind of fucking idea, like I think really what's going on in the Terminator series and what I think they were going to do with Genesis was actually build upon this idea of multiple realities. Um, and that, again, speaking of Matt Smith of all people, but he was in that movie, um, I think that's where that character came from, where, where there was these alternate timelines, obviously in multiple spots. But we're talking like, you're talking DC Universe style. Multiple timelines You know Not just fucking You know Just one or two We're talking about A hell of a lot But you know Again Going from 90s glory To uh, to 90s hell on earth uh, Let's let's talk about Strangeland I'm looking forward to it So yeah um, 1998
2: Strangeland Directed by John Pipo uh About the story He produced it He picked the soundtrack uh, The premise Is that we're talking about Late 90s Internet chat rooms and there's a man by the name of Captain Howdy who uses his internet chat rooms to ward teenage boys and girls to his house where he can proceed to torture them by various devices of piercings and body modifications and scarrings.
1: But unfortunately, wow.
2: one time he picks the wrong person to fuck with, and he kidnaps the daughter of a detective who is dead set on finding who this person is, finding out what the whole thing with body modifications are, and that is the initial premise of Strangeland. There's a lot more to discuss, but I wanted to give the initial uh, premise of Strangeland. Why I picked it is because the ghoul last week had picked Brain Scan from 1994. And it was using a disc to get into the whole thing of using your mind, with aim And I thought that Land would be a great choice to follow up with because now it's using Internet chat rooms. So you're willing people into the world of body mods and scarring and tattoos and the whole thing. And plus, it's the fucking Schneider, you know, a guy that I've always worshipped as part of Twitch's sister, as being a rock god. He's going to be at NJ HorrorCon. So if I get down there, I'm hoping to meet him. But at the same time, Strangeland is one of those movies that I watch many, many times. I saw it in the theater, and I remember it distinctly. And I think the members remembers this theater over in Marlborough, the Regal Cinema, was playing it in October mm-hmm. of 1988. That is exactly where I saw it. I bought my ticket, and I saw it twice in the theater before I eventually bought it on VHS and eventually on DVD. Uh, it's a movie that I've, I've gone back to a couple times because I think that T. Snyder was perfect for that role of Captain Howdy and Carl DeNegers. So with that said, Brew, what did you think about Strangeland in 1998?
1: Wow, is that what, Regal Theater was up over there in Marlboro in 98? I didn't even know that it got up yeah, that early, yeah. man. I mean, saw so, so uh, a project you know. there. I come from back when there was the Pond Road movie theater and the and the other theater in Freehold, as well as, well as the uh, the multiplex. Um, but regardless, uh, Strangeland. What did I think about it? And I'll be honest with you. I try not to. Um, I remember seeing this film not in theaters, but shortly after it got released uh, on DVD. I mean, DVD was somewhat, you know, I don't want to say, I guess it was fairly new at the time, um, but I remember having something that played DVDs. I forget if I had a, a standard DVD player. Um, I would think it was a yes on that. Uh, yeah, I think I did. I went out and bought like a fancy ass thing. This is, uh, this probably would have been around 1999 or so. So yeah, it definitely makes sense. Um, yeah, sorry for the inner monologuing that I'm doing outwardly. Um Regardless though yeah i yeah, I remember renting this and being like, "Oh, okay, this should be interesting and uh and then being like harshly disappointing disappointed with what the uh the end product was, um, looking at it now, you know it it feels like a hodgepodge of different horror movies stretching between the eighties and nineties um and just trying to introduce the dynamic of the internet to it as a a means of delivery. Like, you know, I feel like there was a little bit of Hellraiser in here. I feel like there was a little bit of Nightmare on Elm Street in here. I feel like there was a lot of Silence of the Lambs in here. Um, And unfortunately, it never, ever gets close to approaching any of those franchises as far as the quality of this product. Um, I think the premise... You know, of a, of a serial killer that is using, you know, internet chat rooms as a means to, to draw out people and, and get these kids. Fantastic. You know, I mean, that's an age-old story. You know, it's, it's, it's been done throughout many years. You know, guys that went into fucking, you know, arcades to find kids. And, you know, it, it was just using the latest version of technology, which I think was a good idea. I think the overall product is what failed.
0: Okay. Uh, Monkey, what do you think about Strangeland? Uh, Strangeland is a movie that I've been avoiding for a very, very, very long time.
1: Since <laughs> it first came out. I,
0: I, I have been avoiding this movie my entire life because this movie ca- taps into everything that I do not like about horror. I, I do not like low cold metal going through skin. Uh, I don't like, you know, skin do have any
1: piercings, monkey.
0: No, no, I do not have piercings. I do not like piercings. Uh,
1: Sh- 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 i you pierced, man. Nope, 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 nope. Uh, It'll bring you closer to God. I don't like <laughs>
0: hooks in skin. Yeah, yeah. I don't like put. I don't like the pulling the flesh. It's like this is why. It's like I don't like Clyde, like I. Clyde Barker movies make me feel uncomfortable, but I can get through them. This one I avoided just because I knew of the effects that were going to be in this movie, and it's just oh man, this was a fucking rough ride for me. Um, <laughs> yeah. That being said, it's like this movie. Effects wise, had everything in it that I was expecting to see in American Mary when we watched that. It's like, this, you know, right. this, when the ghoul and I were saying we were expecting real body horror, this is what I was expecting was something more along the lines of this, where it just, you know, made my fucking flesh crawl. It's just, oh, man. It's just, okay. But aside from all of that, it's like, you know, I. I think it was a decent movie, though, just because it got in there and actually told a decent story of going in there, snatching people up, you know, and it wasn't just kids. You know, there was adults Snatch. in there, too. <laughs> yeah, but it's just, you know, and the overall storyline of, you know, our, I, I don't want to sit there and say serial killer because the king mentioned, you know, that he didn't actually kill anybody. All right. He was just a serial torturer, uh, you know, interested well, in bringing people Tiana, to higher planes of existence.
1: Tiana died. <laughs> she died due to the things <laughs> that he was doing, which would make him a murderer.
0: Yeah, yeah but she died. Uh, a, she died of a heart attack because she had a weak heart. It's not like he was planning yeah, on was, killing her.
1: No, no, he wasn't premeditating he killing her. But his torture is what led to her death, which that is murder. That, yeah. At the very least, it's manslaughter, but I would say with what he was doing to her, it was murder.:
0: No, but um I, 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 like, you know, other than that, like I enjoyed the movie. I, I enjoyed D. Snyder's portrayal of ta- tapping into horror, and I personally found this movie like I, I thought D. Snyder was doing what Rob Zombie had been trying to do this entire time and actually put to- together a scary movie. And I, I thought he succeeded in pro- providing a story that was actually scary. And, and unfortunately, it's like this movie got shot short. It's like it failed terribly in the movie theaters. It failed terribly on DVD. It's just, you know, and I want to say I think that was probably because Dee Snyder's name was attached to it. But I enjoyed his, his role as Captain Howdy. I enjoyed his acting. I enjoyed what he did with the character. And I thought it was a fun time. Eat as uncomfortable as it was. <laughs> but still, it was. But still, it was an interesting horror movie to watch. Mhm. Yeah, and that's like, you know, we,
2: we had just talked about it a, a few seconds ago when The Monkey was talking about his review. Uh, but it's true. You know, Tiana, who is with Genevieve, and Genevieve is played by Linda Cardellini, who you might know from Pre-Sees, Scooby-Doo, the live-action movies that came out a couple years ago, and Grandma's Boy. I mean, this is a very early role. So, yeah. Car. Frankenstein! <laughs> but I liked about the, these characters of Genevieve and Tiana is that, you know, they're using the chat rooms to talk to boys and talk to girls, and they're going to party. Um, and that's how Captain Howdy kind of uses the internet. His advantage is by talking to people and pretending like he's a teenager. He's a student, you know, why don't you come over? So, yeah, it it is kind of hard. I mean, and the ghoul brought up a good point. Is Captain Howdy technically a murderer? Because Tiana had a heart condition that they knew about, but because of what he was doing to her and what he had subjected her to, she is objectively a murderer. Even didn't kill her in It happened because she just couldn't handle what she was having to endure. So I guess objectively you could say he is a killer, but his methods are to torture these people because he wants to bring them to an elevation of life that they haven't been experienced before. Captain Howdy wants to experience the little death, and that's what the you know the monkey on uh is body. Hey, King, you're, br- you're breaking up. up. Am I good now? Yeah, let's try How that. How about now?
0: now? Yeah. Okay.
2: Uh, the body suspension of Captain Howdy was interesting because it's him trying to achieve death. And he wants to suspend his body with hooks in Zabalba, the nightclub. Uh, And I knew that the monkey was going to be uncomfortable with that. But it's him just trying to achieve something that he wants to achieve. And that's what he has these people there for, is to achieve a different enlightenment. So that's why he's not really a serial killer in my mind. He's just torturing these people so they can achieve what he wants.
1: Uh I guess serial is the wrong word anyway, because you know what you gotta kill multiple people over a stretch of time and that is not what gets done here. So yes, he is simply a uh a torturer and molester because I mean these kids are underage. Yeah. And uh he does uh he does admit to raping Gene So You know, and
2: uh I do love the scene where he has the one uh teenage boy uh, you know, strung up, his mouth is so shut. And he's talking about the dick piercings. And he's like, Oh yes, this one this one's perfect. It's a lot of bleeding and it's a lot of pain, but I think you're gonna like it. It's gonna be just up your alley. I like the fact that they don't show you Captain Howdy what he looks like. The big reveal what he looks like until midway through the movie. Like they keep him in shadow, they keep him lit by candles, so you never really get the full effect of what D center looks like as Captain Howdy until a certain point in the movie. And do you guys appreciate that, that you don't get that full reveal until the end, or you just wanted to see him right out front, what D looks like as Captain Howdy?
1: I mean, I think they were just following, you know, standard horror movie protocol there, you know, as far as like slasher films and whatnot, where, You know, you're obviously not going to blow your load right off the bat. You know, the idea is to build up that tension. What does this guy look like? Oh, my God, he must be a freak, considering all the things that he's talking about. And, you know, the the dick piercings. And, I mean, you know, just from what you can see of his silhouette, you know, we've seen flashes of, like, a tattoo, which looks like it's, you know, pretty fucking expansive and... You can kind of see, you know, the framework of piercings and whatnot, um, the sharp teeth. Uh, you know, he's using the gloves at the very beginning. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I went through the process of getting my dick pierced once, and uh, you know, it was a, uh, it was, it was quite an experience. It lasted for all of about a week. Uh, I was really drunk while I was working. And decided that for whatever reason, we were going to stop in Bricktown, and we were at this uh, tattoo-slash-piercing place. And I just, uh, nilly-nilly was like, hey, you know what? A dick piercing sounds good to me. And sure enough, I got my friend and pierced. And uh it took me about a week of working in, like, extreme heat, because it was the middle of the summer, to where I started panicking, thinking, my God, if this thing gets infected, I'm going to lose my dick. And, uh... Yeah, pulled pulled the bar. It was its own experience as well. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um,
2: and the other thing I want to talk about, and I'll bring it up for the monkey to bring them into the conversation, is the one thing I do love about this is that it is 1998, you know, the internet, sort still kind of in a stage as far as talking to people on the internet, and that's what I kind of appreciate, that you had these chat rooms, and I remember seeing a lot of chat rooms when I was younger, back in that age, you know, talking to he had no idea where they were from. He had really no idea if they were actually who they said they were. And that's what kept me out of to use it to his advantage. And basically are
1: profiles for more people. And for and well, you're, I, still, kind of like like you're still kind of fading it out, man.
2: How about now? Am I good now? Nope. <laughs> <Yep.
1: laughs> just, just stay right okay. there. Wherever you're standing, just stay there. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And nostalgia factor intact. I just, I like the fact that he did that with the torture chamber, you know, and warning people there with chat rooms because I thought this movie should be shown to kids in that age of 98. Like, this is the ultimate Stranger Danger film. Like, this is what can happen if you're to the wrong person. So, you know, what did you feel about him using this internet chat room as his
0: way to warn people, Monkey? Well, yeah, it's just because at the same time that all of this was going on, remember we were also uh, starting to get all those Fox specials of how, to, you know, to catch a predator, and it was about people that were going into chat rooms and doing this exact same thing, you know, and I, I, I remember just getting into chat rooms around this time, trying to figure out what all the fucking abbreviations were that everyone was using and shit like that, you know, like butt munch. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, I I remember like g- going in and getting used to it, and yeah, it was a whole new world of like just chatting with people Did catch down didn't start Until 2004,
1: man. Sorry, not to not to oh, okay. jump on you with that.
0: No, it's cool. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but um, but but still, like I I remember just first getting into chat rooms like this, and you know, j- trying to figure out who these people were and the, the whole thing of like, um. The the niece of the detective said, you know, you can go online and be whoever you want. Right.
1: One minute. I think yeah, it's something I, that know, we still see to this day, you know what I mean? We still see kids doing this shit. They're just doing it in a broader spectrum now, since you can do it on Xbox, you can do it on PlayStation 4, you know, you can do it through YouTube. There's all kinds of cyberbullying going on these days, you know, because everybody's real brave when they're on the other side of their computer. Um, like I mm-hmm. said, I think the premise is great, you know what I mean? I almost want to say it was kind of, it was almost ahead of its time, really, Um as far as, again, like you said, King, you know, the internet was pretty much in its infancy at this point. You know, 1998, I had gotten my, you know, we we were living in an apartment, I had gotten my first, like, PC at that point. And, you know, the idea of sitting there and fucking dialing in and getting on AOL and fucking, just like you, Monkey, kind of in the chat rooms. Um, you know, as far as, like, getting down with the lingo and shit like that, I don't know. I never had a problem with that kind of stuff, man. It was pretty much, you know... On the hunt for pussy, man. That's what that's what the whole idea was: was get on there, try to find people to, to either find interesting things to talk about, which was, you know, comic books, movies, or vagina. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, one of the abbreviations that I didn't understand was BBW, and when I finally did, I stopped going to those rooms.
2: Well, yeah, uh, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why he stopped. Um, <laughs> And also, you know, go from a cat perspective. Like, Cindy Cardellini plays Genevieve. And then you get Amy Smart playing Denise, uh, Detective Mike Gage. And she's the one who's like, what the fuck is the internet? Oh, i got to teach you what the fuck the internet is. Go into this chat room.
1: You're, You're fading out again, man. Am I fading out
2: Okay. I'm oh, now gonna move again to another spot. It's raining here, so it's pretty bad. But am I okay now?
1: Oh. Put put the rabbit ears back on, dude. That that works best.
2: <laughs> rabbit ears are back in. How about now? Am I sounding okay?
1: Yeah, a little bit better. <laughs> oh,
0: I mean, well, you hold you got a whole new phone
1: system over there, so.
0: I, I, <laughs> yeah, whole I new. I love how we have Kevin Gage playing the role of Mike Gage, acting like a caveman with a fucking PC just. You know, <laughs> like all, almost like that scene in Zoolander, where they're trying to break into the computer. You know, they can't figure the shit out. They're just smashing buttons and <laughs> hitting <laughs> shit around. <laughs> yeah. No idea what the
2: buttons do. Just has no idea. The laptop, he has no idea how to turn it on. Mm-hmm.
0: No, but, but well, I mean, it's also like you know, like the.
1: Sorry. Go ahead, monkey.
0: Go ahead. But... No, no, I was just going to say, and he becomes a quick uh, study because in no time, you know, about three-quarters of the way through the movie, he's fucking working the laptop, you know, from his fucking mobile phone and doing uh, voice chats with Captain Howdy. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, but that's what? That's four years later. So, I mean, again, you've got to remember, too, this movie does take us to the future as well because we go from 98 to
0: 2002. Oh, that's a
2: good point.
1: That's before he captured Captain Howdy,
2: when he was doing the voice cast you. in his car. That was before he was sitting in his car, because he thought that he had the right location. And Captain Howdy brought him to a house of an old couple, who were fucking, by the way. Good for you, man. At 90 years old, they're still banging your wife. proud of that guy. <laughs> and that one see <laughs> still getting it on. You know, but he was. He a swap a swat to reverse, man. He's about I was like, man, was
1: that- still getting it on? Was that you? Yeah. Is that blue Captain
2: from, Howdy. Uh, from old school? You <laughs> more blue? <laughs> yeah. It would have been good if it was, but no. But it was cool to see that Captain Howdy was on to him, especially when he's sitting in his car and he's like, you know, oh, are you raised for us or I should call you cop? Okay, now you got, got balls? Now you're going to try to take well, on Mr. Howdy?
1: Well, Captain Howdy also figured that whole thing out while they were busy changing their profile. I mean, the dialogue that Captain Howdy is saying to himself at that point, um, I don't remember it verbatim, but basically what he was saying was talking about pretenders on the Internet. Like, he realized as they were doing it that they were trying to bait him. So he knew exactly what he was doing at that point. That's why he sent him to the wrong house. Well, you know, as soon as, you know they go to that house, well, he knows that it's not teenagers, it's not some teenage kid, because he can see from the one that he's at.
2: But that was the problem, and I'm going to take this to the monkey as well. He's sitting in his car talking to Captain Howdy, doing the voice chats, and talking back and forth, and then all of a sudden, he sees that the the recording of Captain Howdy's voice matches up with the collie barking in the background, and all of a sudden, he's like, oh, shit, there's the house. Like, it seems way too easy that it happened that way. That All of a sudden, he just realized that's where the house was. Like, Captain Howdy seemed too smart for that. It happened so simply. And that's, that's the one thing about this movie I didn't like, was how easily he was captured.
0: Yeah, it's just, why the fuck didn't he send him to a house across town? Why the fuck he sent him to a house right next to his? <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, I think that's what comes down to a lot of, uh, you know, like serial killers and whatnot. That's where I feel like they're playing to the to the... Silence of the Lambs crowd In which it's like You know We got this guy Who thinks he's so smart You know He's so much smarter Than the cops He's so much more evolved There's no way This guy could figure out Where he is You know So Of course he's going to Play a game with him Plus he thinks that You know what Even if the guy Does find him He can take him down
2: Yeah good point. You know Because Captain he is built You know It's not like He's a shrimpy looking guy you know, he's obviously working out and he's got a great ear, you know, so you figure he could take hop if he has to take hop. But the fact that it was just so easy for Mike to kind of tune into the dog barking in the background to the voice chat, he finds the basement where his daughter's getting held and all being held. That's where he runs into the
1: couch. <laughs> <laughs> We ain't found shit. I'm sorry, man. You sounded like (laughs) fucking baseballs over the fucking recording, man. Um you need to figure out if you got bleach bleeps or the bleeps. Um But uh yeah, no the one thing that I uh like, I know last week when we spoke about Brain Scan, one of the things that we were constantly talking about was it was like, oh, you know, they're they're bastardizing everything. They're talking about how bad video games are, how bad horror movies are, and all of this stuff is just so terrible for the children. Well, I feel like they were doing the same thing with this movie, where it was like, well, yeah, the Internet's great, you know? Like, look, you can do these things, like chat with people, but, you know, you never know who you're chatting with. Um... You know, like even the monkey had said. You know, what, what was that? You were, you had said, you know, this is the kind of thing that they should show to kids because you know it's kind of like a warning. Yep. But you know, it's like, like I said, it was just, it was one of those where just everything just felt so off with this film. I mean, so who, one of you guys made like a zombie, a Rob Zombie comment before, mm-hmm. and honestly, like that's all I wanted was for this to be. A Rob Zombie movie. I wanted it to get to that like deplorability. I wanted it to get to that nastiness that you get from a zombie film. You know, like I don't feel like this ever goes as dark as it could have. Um, I know you got cringy with you know the whole piercings and modifications and stuff like that. And I felt like what they should have oh, yeah. gained.
0: Yeah, but you're saying that okay. But you're but you're saying also, you know, you wanted it to get dark, you wanted it to get it to get creepy, and it's like, all right, but we have all of these scenes going on where he's doing the torture to these people through piercings and, and body hooks and stuff like that, and it's like, how how is that not dark, man? It's like he's going there and he's you know putting people through full body suspension, you know, and it's like, you know, that's the kind of torture that Rob Zombie doesn't go in. It's like he doesn't go there. He just goes like he just makes people stand around and not shower for a week before filming and then puts a bad something soundtrack on it. Here it's like in this movie he's actually showing torture. He's actually you know, showing the darkness that is just not seen in Rob Zombie movies. We only see the after effects in a mm. Rob Zombie movie. We don't we
1: don't see the actual act. Oh, well, not necessarily true, man. I mean, there's been some pretty horrific torture sequences in some of zombies' films, man. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's just that, you know, he always trades off that, maybe that little extra bit of torture to go full on, like, let's see the end effect and let's take that to the the gory fucking extreme. Um, But, you know, in, in this particular case, yes. Is D. Snyder built? Absolutely. Does oh, yeah. he sound threatening in any way, shape, or form? No. Um no. <laughs> I agree. He's got a very like just the the voice is silly. It just never sounds frightening. The shit that he's talking about, it's like, dude, you know, come on, man. You're about as fucking scary as a goddamn chia pet, man. Um and that's with him torturing people. Like, it just never, ever hits a point where I feel like he is a threatening character at all. Well, yeah, I mean,
2: I, I don't think that he was supposed to come off as sounding threatening. He was just going to do it. Like, he's very philosophical, uh, Captain Howdy, when it comes to torturing people. He's not like, I'm going to fucking cut your tits off, bitch. Like, you know, he's not that type of guy. He's just very so philosophical when it comes to why he's doing what he's doing. Uh, what I did like, though, is that you have his arrest, and then you find out, as we cut four years later, that he was found not guilty by reason of insanity. Like, he's crazy. <laughs> he needs medication. And that's what they give him. And I love the fact that Dee Snider said the worst part of making this movie is the fact that they made him wear a cardigan. <laughs> he hated that fucking cardigan all for something. <laughs> he thought it was the worst. He did wearing this. Itchy. and it sucked. an old man. But it was great to show all the. injuries. The actual man coming back to who he was because of medication. Because when he's medicated, whether me, he's supposed to be or not, he's completely different. I thought was a great point.
0: Okay. He's now. Okay. First of all, you're breaking up really bad again. But okay, I'm I'm going to just with you here though. Is because I felt like he was not cured or anything. No, it's like he went through the bullshit, he read books, and he was just he was just drugged. It's like he wasn't cured, he was just drugged. Like there there was nothing of a changing going around. It's like I I never took it as he was cured. I just took it as he was just dumb dumbed down like a kid on Riddling. You know, I,
1: I didn't take that as a cure, you- I just Well, I and, mean Uh, again, yeah, King, you're breaking up real bad. Uh, I'm just going to cut in on this one, man. I mean, we have... I mean, this this obviously brings to light. You know, and again, that's the the, the one good thing, I guess, that I can say comes out of the movie is the debate on the quote-unquote killing that occurs here. I mean, we have a four-year stint, um, one year in which she was in jail, um, you know, and then... Uh, you know, obviously, he gets, you know, released based on the fact that he's he's found not guilty by reason of insanity. Um, he yeah. goes to a mental institution where, you know, yes, obviously, they're going to try a lot of combinations of medication to figure out what will actually work for him. I mean, mental illness, you know, when you're talking about illness of the brain, it's not something that is fixable it's something that can be altered. It's something that can maybe be controlled, which I think in this case is what we were seeing with the medication. Um, You know, they talk about like chemical castration and shit like that. Um, Whatever urges he was having, whatever delusions he was having were what were causing him to become the Captain Howdy character. Um, You know, this medication was keeping those at bay and making him more of a quote-unquote adjusted person in the eyes of society. Um, but I think, you know, the, the the bigger debate that occurs, obviously, in this film is how the people of the town decide to treat him. And, like, these are the things that I feel like, and believe me, the last thing I want to say is I wish this movie was longer. But I do wish that they, if they were going to explore this stuff, that they actually took a little bit of time to explore it. Basically, he gets out of the mental hospital. A crowd of people go in front of his house. He comes out in his cardigan and makeup that makes him look like a normal person with his hair combed back and put in a ponytail. And the next thing we know, the town's fucking got a lynch mob put together and they're dragging him out, beating the fuck out of him. His pills go bye-bye. They hang him the tree breaks, and he's back to Captain Howdy mode. Now, number one, that's not how medication works. You know, it takes time for that kind of shit to actually build up in your system, and it's not like if you missed your fucking meds for, you know, an hour or two,
0: all of a sudden,
1: you're back to being fucking maniacal fucking lunatic. Um... You know, I wish there was a better passage of time there. I wish there was a better exploration of one thing that I do feel we have as a problem in our society today, and that's with our penal system and our mental health care uh, areas. You know, I feel like we're a society in which we want people to go for what we call rehabilitation. We want to put people in jail. But our, our, our idea for it is, well, we're going to put them in jail, and we're just going to leave them there. There's no coming back from from that. You know, we can't – people that come out of jail, they can't get jobs. You know, they, they have trouble just fitting into society in general because of whatever it is. So what is the purpose of them serving time in prison if we're not even going to allow the idea that – they came to grips with what they did wrong while they were in there. They paid their penalties and came out and have every, you know, every right to be a regular member of society. You know, we have a, a criminal justice system that we don't believe in, and yet we mm-hmm. stick fucking thousands upon thousands of people in there.
0: Well, no, does that sound any wrong. better? Does that sound okay now? Yeah. yeah, we actually hear you now.
2: Okay, well... Uh, I completely agree with what the ghoul is saying. Um, But, again, a 90-minute movie, you know, so you can't really go into too much depth unfortunately. And like the ghoul had said, he wishes the movie could have been longer at the same time he wishes it couldn't. I agree. I thought that he kind of moved to get and he's kind of, medication, he's kind of, for medication, mob probably took him for it because they want justice. He's a murderer. They don't believe that he should be back home. Is leading the charge. This, you, know, you know, reversal. You know, he's going from the guy that's off of the leading the charge to Carlton Hendricks. And I thought, great character. And I thought, I don't know what you've to, talk about. Going to, use to the, leading the charge again.
0: Monkey, just asking how you felt no. about Robert England's character. Yeah, no, uh, Robert England's yeah. character. Um, I, I thought it was fun when he first showed up because when he first showed up, I was expecting, like, I was hoping to actually see Robert England just act and you know, not be the campy character that was in there. Then, unfortunately, later we get you know, trademark Robert England campiness going on. I was, I was hoping to just see a role where he could just play a straight-up asshole in this film. And, you know, unfortunately, no, we got trademark Robert England, you know, dancing around around his underwear. Who would his hip wipes and stuff like that? Um, but dur- during the whole hanging yeah, sequence, sorry. though, during the whole hanging sequence, I was expecting something with going on with the cameras and whatnot where he finally achieves that small death. And that's what brings him back around and back to Captain Howdy. You know, and I think that's mm-hmm. what they were getting at, but at the same time, they, like, I was expecting something with the camera, like when during the first body suspension sequence and we have that um, white ring closing in and closing in as he's getting closer and closer. I was just expecting a quick shot of something like that just so we know that, boom, he achieved it. Uh, now Captain Howdy's back, and he's back for good, and he's going to go on his fun little rampage. And
2: that's what I tell. Mm-hmm. They crush. Because up behind when they carry him off to the tree to get hung. They hang him. They think he's dead. Like, street justice, all right, let's go away. And then the next thing you see is a tree branch breaking. He falls to the ground, and he wakes up, and he goes, what a rush. And all of a sudden he's Captain Happy again. That's not how medication works. As I said, for one night, not gonna all of a sudden be a fucking torturer again. You know, it takes time. But again, I mean, it's really to speed things up a little bit. Um, it's just I wanted to know how quickly he got all his fucking piercings back, because the next time you see, uh, Carlton Hendricks is Captain Happy. He's got all his piercings back in. He's got those tattoos and stuff. I'm like, man, he's got a hair dyed again. Like, this guy works fast. Pretty that hanging. He went immediately right back, to like he did in the beginning of the movie. He just the but once again, it's not me. It well, that's
0: work. because he was hanging. Uh, that's, because, that's because he was hanging with the ghoul and just decided on a whim. Hey, let's get our shit repaired. <laughs> oh,
1: but I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, obviously, it's been four years. It depends on if they even. We don't know if they took them out you know as far as like his body ta- his his body piercings we don't know if any of them were taken out um they might have been you know i know that when i uh i had my nipples pierced um you know when i had a uh you know a run in with the law that ended up you know, with me in County for a night, they ended up pulling them out. Um, and I never bothered putting them in again because one, that shit fucking hurt like a motherfucker. Uh, but two, they close up pretty quickly. Um, especially, you know, certain body areas just close faster than others, especially if they haven't fully healed and nipples typically take about a year to fully heal. And I wasn't quite at that point yet. Um, but yeah, being that this guy is the way he is, I mean, yeah, he could have easily just pierce himself again over the course of a couple of nights, and you know he's good to go. The passage of time isn't shown very well, and I mean, I know we got an hour and a half movie. Like I said, I don't want it any longer, but at the same time, too, I feel like it just doesn't know exactly what it wants to do at times. It feels sloppy.
2: And the one thing I do want to bring up, and the, the monkey just brought up, because it is such a great thing. Uh, you know, Robert England is Jackson Ross. He's all excited because he's just hung, you know, Captain Howdy, Carlton Hendricks. he's sitting in his hotel room in just, uh, you know, a white beater and a pair of whitey tighties. And he's watching a fucking really
1: scary porn.
2: It's like an old
1: man with a beard
2: seducing this really
1: young girl. Like, oh, yeah. It's schoolgirl porn, man. But
2: I loved it because it's showing him. Not being any much better than Captain Howdy. It's just that he's not piercing people and torturing people, but he's in his own little shit. He's got his own little world going on of watching underage porn. And, you know, he's all excited about it, wearing his cowboy boots and petty whities. And then his wife comes out, and you could tell that her throat has been slit, and she's doing this weird dance. He's like, oh, yeah, woohoo! Doing this really fucking weird dance. I I, I was laughing because I love Robert Ewing in the season. Because he's just living it up as this white trash guy. But the thing that bothered me, and I told the monkey about this, how did he not see that Captain Howdy was behind his wife, manipulating the body? Obviously, there is a body difference between Captain Howdy and his wife. He's much more built. So how do you not see if there's somebody standing behind her, manipulating her arms and her legs, moving her towards you? It bothered me, because I felt like you'd be able to see that, but there's somebody moving her. She's not doing this on her own.
1: She was wearing the Black Puppeteer's outfit, dude. <laughs>
2: that one but, I mean, it's, just, it's
1: it. just like, what do you call it, man? What's her name? Lamb Chop.
2: Oh, shit! Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just, I would think that you would be able to see that there's a big bulky fucking guy behind your wife. And what's going on, babe? You know what's wrong with you? What's what's going on? Why? What, what's wrong with your throat? And all of a sudden he's like, "Oh shit, there he is." And again, well, there's a whole,
1: what I what Yeah, go ahead. No, I was gonna say there's a whole sh- subgenre of porn for that nowadays, man. It's called cuckold.
2: Oh yeah, no, know. big black guys banging your white wife. <laughs> yeah, I'm cuckold. Yeah,
1: big black and, guys right behind your it's, wife,
2: man. So it's, <laughs> yep.
1: Not and the white guy's
2: Nope, I've seen it. I Don't
1: understand. I I don't. (laughs) No, man. You know what? There's there's one thing where there's there's the guys that that want to watch their you know quote unquote wives. I mean, obviously these are all actors, and it's not like they're married to these porn stars. (laughs) Because if they are, they've got like you know I don't know like ten different husbands. But um, like there's that, and then there's the fucking the ones in which these guys end up you know taking the load to their faces. Those. I I never get I just never ever ever understand that man. Like look man, you know like come on. It's each their own, but you know, you just watch this dude bang your wife. You really need to get the fucking chiz on your face too. Yeah. Right. I,
2: I, I never understand
1: it. You know, it's like
2: after the like the fucking geeky white guy's getting down on his knees, I'm like, Don't do that. What are you doing? No, you know, I go that way. Come on. <laughs> just, you know, don't understand that at all. But yeah. well,
1: it's just a the, normal night at the monkey house? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Just all, all the uh mu
0: yeah. uh, No, uh, Mon- monkey house usually has a, a pair of, you know, motorcycle handlebars on the he- headboard, <clears throat> um, it straps under the mattress, and um, a big-ass jug of ghoul glide on the side.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Could yes. T- you know I'm useful?
2: Yeah. But again, you know, he, he does this to Jackson Roth, and he obviously takes him to, you know, this new location at the closed-down Zabalba where he's got him and he's just doing all these body motions to his chest and torturing him. He's sewing his eyes shut and his mouth shut. He's got the other woman that was against him and saying that he's a murderer. He's got her you know, latched down. And I love how he's piercing her, but at the same time, he doesn't kill them. You know, he's not interested in these people. He wants to torture them. And again, like we have talked about, you know, is he a serial killer or is he not? You know, you see Robert England survive, and you see this woman survive. So he's not trying to kill him. He's just trying to fucking torture them. Well, he, he did
1: them. kill Robert England's wife. He did. Oh, good yeah, point. Placed-
0: yes, he did. Yeah! He, wow. he, is a,
1: he is a murderer at that point.
0: So he, <laughs> yeah, that's
2: true. nicer But for some reason, he let Robert England survive. But I love it when they show Robert England at the end of the movie when Mike Gage comes back. Ah! To the ah!
1: <laughs> Piercing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he is just hanging. All these big ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and
0: that, that was. <laughs> <his name. laughs> Yeah, that 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 whole scene just made me uncomfortable. Just because we have that, but then we also have uh, the reveal of the daughter, where she is done with fish hooks and fishing line, and just yeah. hundreds of hooks. And I was just like, oh oh, oh, oh man, I I I like was my skin was crawling so much I could not even curse at you, King. It's like I I couldn't even speak. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to
2: make you uncomfortable. And I know I did it. That, I you, uh, and This girl, Genevieve, you know, she's been kidnapped and kidnapped and fed some time because her father saves her, and he saves her again at the end. I cannot imagine what the. Oh, uh, <laughs>
1: we're losing <okay>. you, man.
0: <laughs> no, but. I, any I, I, better? <laughs> right. A little bit, but I think yeah, we know where he was going. It's just because you know she she gets away. She has these constant nightmares where the dad is finally you know willing to embrace her, and you know we have that moment of him comforting her. You know, but then to imagine like to go through that and to think you've gotten away from it, only to be caught again by the same guy, and then to be put through more torture is like you know that that's like some straight up shit out of Hostel right there, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, you lost
1: the king Uh-oh. The
0: king
2: is dead
0: Long live the king <laughs> I am not dead I'm fine <laughs> oh, My bad <laughs> he just, No, he's just hanging around somewhere <laughs> Can you guys hear me now? Am I good?
1: Yes, you yeah, a I mean, question again, Kate?
2: Uh, you thought about Genevieve being kidnapped twice. Like I cannot imagine this be any kind of good life after all this. Like, she's just going to be mentally broken. Being kidnapped twice by the same person, being tortured the same way twice.
1: It can't be fun, that's for sure. Um,. I, uh, again, this is where I feel like the movie could have gone... Like, you know, if you want to explore things like this, you could have went into the victim's mentality. Um, You could have focused the movie itself on Genevieve, and while you had, you know, Carlton Hendricks, or whatever he was calling himself when he was, you know, regular, um, you could have had a movie in which, you know, she being the survivor the first time around, and coming out of that... And yet, in a way, being affected to the point of where she actually liked it, you know, and maybe she's the one that ends up seeking him out. But that that would
0: be Saul. That would be what? Saul. Because that's what they did in Saul. (laughs)
1: Okay, but that's that's the thing, though. This is 1998, so it's prior to Saw. But what I'm saying is, is you know, obviously, you know, a lot of times when you have these people that are kidnapped or captured in these situations, you know, it, it's just part of your survival factor. You kind of get adjusted to where that becomes the norm. Now, obviously, he didn't have her for very long along the first, you know, along the first run or whatever, but he did have her for a while, I think because of the way she looked initially, I think because of the things that he put her through and everything, you could add a movie in which she ended up liking it a little bit. You know, she liked that torture. She liked – it got her off. She found something about it exciting. So now you could have this movie in which, you know, she's busy being kind of internally tortured in which, you know, she likes this stuff, but she's still dealing with the fear of what occurred. And in the end, by having her go back and seek him out as Carlton Hendricks, you know, she goes to him at that point, and maybe they develop a bit of a relationship with him as Carlton, not him as Howdy. And that's what gets seen as odd. And maybe somebody misreads that the wrong way and thinks he's back to his old tricks again, hence the lynch mob. Now let's go get him. Something happens, and now he's back to being Captain Howdy again. Like they could have presented all of this in a much better way that I think would have focused the movie and kind of gave the the idea of what they were trying to go with. Because like I said from the start, this is a very good premise. I just feel like it needed some some good writing. It's sloppy. The director, I mean, he made one other fucking thing, which was like a TV movie. I don't even remember the name of it.
2: Yeah, it was in '96. wasn't very good. I think it was like Universal Girls or something like that. It was some weird title. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, you know, would she help him? You know, if the series, like if the movie had been better, than it secret. Would she have been his assistant and helped him war-girl his basement for torture? Because, like, the you the she
0: had liked
2: it. I think because that would have been great if they had pursued something other than her film and they had went to a scene.
0: Well, there, oh, yeah. well, there are talks about a, a sequel floating around, possibly, you know, that's been around forever, and that may be an avenue that they might explore for this next movie.
1: Yeah, that's been going on for a while. Like, they've been sequel talks yeah. since, you know, 2009. Uh, okay.
2: Well, as of 2016, they were still talking about doing one. You know, Dee Snyder was still kind of adamant about doing a follow-up of The Disciple, which I thought was an interesting... But again, as, oh. you know, you get into the...
1: Uh, in Zabalba, Oh, just soak a Oh, poodoo Um, you, you broke up again, Kick. Sorry, man. Uh, I had to go Star Wars with it.
2: <laughs> the, uh, the nightclub, Zababa. You know, the final fight between Captain Howdy and Mike Gage. I don't know if you have any. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty fine kind of ending um, with Captain Howdy and with uh, Captain Howdy being suspended and being lit and like, I don't really see how they could possibly do him. I don't see him surviving that.
1: <laughs>
2: he's not Michael Myers. You know, he's not going to do a Halloween.
1: No, he could be Freddy Krueger, though. He's burnt. This is now the Freddy <laughs> Krueger origin story. Like I said, man, this movie takes from multiple things. You know, you had Fred Krueger. What did he do? Oh, he you know, fucked with kids. What did the parents do? They ended up fucking lynching them up and burning them alive. Well, you know what? We kind of saw that happen in this movie. Yeah,
0: but also, the next movie is supposedly, you know, working title of <clears throat> Disciples. He had that whole group of Disciples in Zavolva, you know, and the movie could be about that group. And then, you could easily still have Dee Snyder coming in just as doing voiceovers or, you know, flashbacks or whatever to being Captain Howdy and doing his, insp- you know, his inspirational weirdy things, you know, and just screenshots through that while still f- focusing as the people who are actually doing the stuff are the disciples of Captain Howdy. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> that's kind yeah, of what part. I figure too, man.
2: You know, I would love to see a follow-up to Strangeland. I mean, I, you know, it, like I said, it, it's a great movie to me, but it was these that kind of really brought this movie to a forward for me because I thought he was great as the character. So I'd love to see him be some part involved in a part two, but, you know, having a disciple take over, I don't know. I think there's so much new technology now that it could work in this day and age. You know, there's Skype, there's video chats, there's FaceTime. You know, I think now is a great time to kind of have that happen, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, though, we've seen a lot of movies already that have used, you know, technology as its means of the problem. I mean, you got movies like Unfriended. Hell, man, even if you look at the end of Truth or Dare, you know, it shows that, you know, a fucking curse can be spread through the Internet through YouTube, you know. Um I don't know. I, I think as scary as things might still be, I think you know we we've seen enough of reality with things like the Craigslist killer and stuff like that, to where I, I don't see the movie having the effect that it could have possibly had had people seen it back in 1998. But nobody did, and that's uh, that's probably a good thing. <laughs> I,
2: know. I know I did.
1: <laughs> I
2: still
1: don't regret, the I regret your phone, man.
0: <laughs> I know I re- well it's the worst I, re- I, I- remember the King telling me last night that he went to go see it in theaters, and he was literally one of three people in the theater seeing this, and I think one of the downfalls was that uh King said that this came out at the same time as one of the Halloween movies.
1: 98? No Halloween came out in 98. Oh, Resurrection? Was Resurrection 98? No. That was in the 2000s, wasn't it? Oh, H2O would have been the same year.
0: I don't know. I think we've completely lost the king.
1: (laughs) The king is dead down with the the throne.
2: Dilly dilly. Uh,
1: I mean, it's dilly dilly. No, I mean, again, obviously, yeah, Halloween would have an effect on it. I think, you know, listen, the movie's got a fucking 6% on Rotten Tomatoes. Not like I go by that kind of stuff often, but, you know, it, it gives you an idea of what people think of the film, which, again, there's a lot of ideas, not all bad, but overall presentation is really not good either. phone. Um, that kind of sucks. Oh, you're back. How yeah, you doing, know, man? We we thought the, uh, you know, the monarchy was dead.
2: Nope, I dropped off. Yeah. Nope, it, it completely kicked me off. because it, it, It's fucking terrible over here right now with my connection, but I am back. So, continue what you guys are saying. I apologize. I am back to close out the show. We were getting ready
1: for the tea party. Always. You know, the king is
2: not dead. The king is always alive in your hearts and your minds. But, um, that's, that's so denier. as we close out, as we close out, I know, like we had said, the monkey is, is taking a break, so it's going to be the ghouls pick next week. Do you have an option? Do you have something we're going to be talking about next week?
1: Oh, man, the monkey's not going to be here for my pick next week. Uh no. no uh,
0: you you were gonna pick something with a bunch of fucking hooks, weren't you, you motherfucker?
1: <laughs> no, no. I was actually it was something that I figured you were gonna look forward to. I might have to rethink it now. I was gonna take us back to ninety four yet again. A um, little bit off kilter as far as horror goes, but I was thinking of uh, you know a, a little film that came out called The Crow. Um, oh, right. okay. And, you know, I'll but, uh, awesome, but maybe awesome, I'll rethink to wait right. uh, Yeah Again yeah. give me uh, Give me a little bit of time I might rethink that and go with something uh, Something else Yeah and especially something with, uh, The art design of that I really want the monkey's, uh, <laughs> monkey's Thoughts on that Well no, you know I, I, a,
0: a movie based on the J- James Obark uh, Classic comic book
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah, I know
2: but as I said earlier, the the monkey is going to be taking a break. He will be back with us in September uh, to resume his duties as the Mad Monkey. Uh, but unfortunately, we I have said to be duties. Him, so. duties. <laughs> <laughs> so so ghoul, you'll have to come back with us with a, a new choice so I can post it on the Facebook group. The Crow is a great choice, but maybe we wait for the monkey to come back so we can discuss that. It does have horror elements. Brandon Lee, fantastic, oh yeah, so. I'm looking forward to talking about the growth, so but we might have to wait, um, to do that. How many angels can dance on the head of a pin?
0: <laughs>
1: it doesn't rain all the time,
2: but apparently it doesn't rain <laughs> cats It's fucking raining for four days. Fucking stop it, weather.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's with yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. raining rain here in Jersey too. So,
0: r- r- raining for four days and flooding all over the place in Pennsylvania right now.
1: Yeah.
2: I know, um, and it's not going to stop until my fucking midnight, and it's
0: fucking fucking with my connection. So.
1: <laughs> well, one thing that I uh, was going to say, too, though, um, I mean, obviously, as we're, we're wrapping all this stuff up, um, go ahead. you know, with the, the month of August, well, I guess we're close, aren't we? We discussed the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah we got seven minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're with with the month of August coming around, things will be slowing down now. I know you'll be taking a break, Monkey, but are you going to be in, like, you know, your, your homestead area there?
0: Yeah, I'm, no, I'm going to be in Pennsylvania. I have um, my wee monkey up for the summer, so that's why I'm taking a break. Is your pee, oh, pee right. so we can get... Yeah,
1: it's his little what? pee-pee.
0: Well, it came <laughs> out of his pee-pee.
2: His so is right? up on summer.
0: Hey, 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 Ugh. I did my 30 seconds of work, all right? <laughs> 30 seconds? You're really
1: giving yourself that kind of credit, bro? Come on. Um... <laughs> No, reason why drunk. is <laughs> we're thinking road <laughs> trips and uh, might be coming out to that area to visit you guys. I haven't seen you in a while, so. Oh, I hope you
2: do. We'll be around. We, we might want to
1: milk a cow. So you got you guys got to figure out how to uh, how to get that to happen.
0: Uh, uh, we'll, we'll see if we can find you a BBW. Oh damn! <laughs> <we> all,
1: <laughs> no good on that, dude. <laughs> Yeah, I remember some. There was some chick named Obaya from, uh, let's say Bergen County, man. He said, "I had no. I, I think I thought BBW meant like big-breasted woman, and you know, she, she was a, she was a big black woman. That's that's what BBW yeah. meant for her.
2: Big, beautiful black woman. So BBBW.
0: So, <laughs> so what you're saying? You don't walk with Obaya?
1: Uh definitely not down with Obaya. I was not down with O V P. No you offense know, to any of them <laughs> out there, man. It's just it's just <laughs> not my thing.
2: But grill, you know, keep uh, the monkey and I updated when you come out to PA. Be glad to show you around. Hopefully you can milk a cow that's on a fat bitch. Uh, you know, show <laughs> you the sights, hang out, and good time.
1: We're gonna bring the tape measure. Um, the really little one, and uh, we're gonna make you measure your <laughs> dick.
2: Nope, it's not gonna happen. Sorry, I oh. haven't done it yet, and I can do it.
1: We're gonna put live video <laughs> up on the. We're gonna put live on the Facebook page for it, man. We're gonna be like the king measures is ding dong Who knew tape measures could go negative?
2: You don't need a tape measure. You just have to look at it and go, "That's too small." Tape measure's not gonna do
1: it, justice. We just, we just have Are to.
2: Are you fully out? I am. <laughs>
1: Kicks the only person Where you measure his dick By putting the tape measure up his asshole
2: All you need to do is bring a tic-tac You can see how big it is Line it up <laughs> As we close out uh, You know, go on With a plug
1: Oh, hey, well, you know Speaking about measuring our dicks through our buttholes um, If you have somebody that you, that you like to have Sex of that nature with Well, why don't you get them a gift? You know, you're penetrating their rectum on a regular basis, and I think it'd be proper to give them something nice. You know, like a piece of jewelry from Bonfire Bee Designs. Um, There's all kinds of things there: rings, bracelets, necklaces, pendants. You name it. She's got it there, and you could. Well, no, we don't. (laughs) uh, We do have earrings. We have earrings. We don't do any body piercing or anything like that. That's its own fucking subset of, of craziness, you know. That's a responsibility that we're not taking on. Um, insurance, insurance problems. Uh, but regardless, go to Bonfire Beat Designs at Etsy, uh, which is all one word, Bonfire Beat Designs. Um, you can check out the Facebook page, which we are terrible at updating. So, you know, that, uh, it's better <laughs> off to go to the Etsy page because more things get up there. It's more entertaining. There's pricing. You can buy shit. And that's that's what you got to do. Got to go to Bonfire B Designs, buy your rectal fucking partner something to make them remember you. Besides the fact that you stuck your dick up their ass.
2: There you go. And monkey, this is your
0: last show before your break, so why don't you sign off? All right. <laughs> this is the Mad Monkey saying thank you for listening to Talking Terror Screamlings. I will be seeing you in a month and. In the meantime, please continue to tune in and listen to the wonderful frights and Sounds of Talking Terror. Good night, everybody. <laughs> about
2: all right. break. we're about to
0: We're going to miss you,
2: Monkey. Can't wait to have you back in September. Until then, thank you so much for everything that you've done for the show. Thank you so much for your contributions to the Facebook page. Looking forward to having you back for all new episodes starting in September. But for all of you people that listen live or listen without live and download it,
1: the ghoul and
2: myself, that's the doctor, we'll be back. We've got plenty of action for you in August, so stay tuned for that. So we've got plenty to talk about in August. Don't worry. We're not taking a break. We'll be back. So for me, if America's strong, watch horror movies. Ghoul, take us out the only way you know how.
1: Put your pee-pee in the rectum and stay scared. Pee-pee. Taka. <laughs> Caca. Caca. Caca! Good night everybody. Like I said, stay scared. Uh-huh. <laughs>